0: Well, right now we are doing a test run. Uh, I am getting a crazy reverb in my headset here, and I don't know if you guys are hearing the same thing. So any of you on uh, Restream or over at the Rumble Rants, please let us know what you're hearing. If you are uh, not hearing anything uncomfortable, then I will forge ahead and just, it will test my powers of concentration. I've got a lot to talk about. I want to discuss something about the new vaccines, this new Omicron-specific vaccine or bivalent vaccine. I also want to uh, kind of, Readdress the uh, AB 2098, this California bill that is going to uh, silence physicians and try to sort of refine my position on that a little bit. So uh, it seems like you guys are not, I don't see anything. Oh, it sounds great on their end, on Facebook. So Caleb, I think we can proceed. So let's do it. Well, thank you all for the feedback. Let's see if I can test my powers of concentration. You know what that's like when you have something coming back. Maybe when I'm speaking, I will just pull my earpieces out. In fact, that's what I will do. (laughs) So I don't have to listen to that crazy echo. So uh, what I was wanting to talk about before I do take, I will take calls over on uh, the Rumble Rants. And uh, do let me know if there is anything going on with the sound. Uh, And, of course, yes, you are hearing a dog barking in the background. That's perfect timing. And my wife is gone, so there's nobody here to uh, corral them. So perfect, perfect. And, of course, Caleb, let me talk to you for a second. As soon as Susan's out for a minute, uh, you and I get ourselves right into trouble.
1: Literally the one time Susan is gone. (laughs)
0: And uh, wait, see, does does this help? Test one, two? Nope. We, we have tried everything. We have tried everything, and we cannot figure it out. But, you know, I'll just concentrate, and that'll be that. You're not having it at your end, are you?
1: No, it's Caleb. all completely clear over here. Everything's fine. That's why I, th- I think it might be something so, physical with the mixer board or something like that.
0: It's got to be. It's got to be. So I'll, I'll, keep, my, I'll keep my powers of concentration tuned. And I'm going to pull my headset off, Caleb. So if you need to talk to me, you're going to have to text me on the phone or something. Um, but... I wanted to talk about Bill 2098 in California. So this is AB 2098. This is a bill put forward by a pediatrician representative whom I previously had had a fair bit of, um, uh, uh, oh, the front doorbell is actually going off now. Caleb, couldn't it, couldn't the front door been five minutes ago and we were screwing around with this? I, I don't even know what to do. I literally don't know what to do. Uh, shall I get up and answer the I- door? uh and leave the stream going for a second uh, nothing could, better than a little
1: reality i could do a can uh I? we could we could yes go ahead i'll do some technical yeah
0: do it do uh we're taking a little break i will do that and i will come right back i got a lot to say we're gonna get into it today so give me a second all right caleb we good all good your life all right so thank you all for your patience on that uh, there will still be more noise but there's nothing i can do about it uh just the series of unfortunate events as they say so back to ab 2098 uh, this is a bill by a, a pediatrician whom i had p- pushed forward some other uh, vaccine bills that i was sort of in favor of uh and now i feel like he has gotten over his skis and gone too far he is essentially saying that misinformation and they're saying specifically about covid i don't know if you're aware but there is a lot of misinformation and medicine out there all over the place there are people that are not qualified to make some of the uh, sweeping declarations that they do, and there are people that are qualified and still say things that are outrageous. So we have a full spectrum of very um, misinformed, a lot of misinformation flying around when it comes to healthcare. And we've always taken the position in this country that that was just sort of part of being in a free society and, you know, caveat emptor. I have seen some, literally I've seen physicians who were actively psychotic practicing medicine i've seen patient physicians who were demented practicing medicine please stop please stop oh my god here we are so uh be that as it may um is that are they going into the room is that the plan all right let let her let her be it's all right we have we're now chasing around trying to collect dogs uh so uh (laughs) Thank you, everybody, for bearing with this. This is like uh, this is about as professional as you get, I guess. Speaking of uh, professionals acting unprofessionally. So, and, and, of course, there are people that have no business making the, some of the, saying some of the things that they say because they literally don't have the training or the fund of knowledge to say it. And yet we allow that to happen, but to allow physicians to question orthodoxy publicly, particularly when orthodoxy is based on a bureaucratic sort of infrastructure, that is a problem. That to me is a really bad problem. Uh, when you look at the history of medicine, it has always been the scientists and the physicians that have sort of brought up question marks, not not have gone into outer space with hubristic, uh, you know, assailing of the of the current orthodoxy. But people have said, "I don't get this. I don't see it. Uh, let, let's talk about this some more. Uh, ha- perhaps this isn't necessarily the, the right way to go." And it literally would be impossible to do that, certainly publicly, and. I just know how the Board of Medical Quality Assurance works in this state, and anybody can say anything anonymously or on the record, and it is dealt with as though it is a police report filed by uh, a a police investigator in a crime event. And literally, you have to respond in writing, you have to provide documentation, you have to put uh, references for your your position back. And so let's take, I I think I mentioned this once before, let's say uh, your 20 year old son comes into my office and we start talking about, is vaccine a good or a bad idea? So we have this Omicron vaccine now, it's only been tested on mice generally what i would tell somebody like that is you know we really know what we're doing with people over 65 certainly over age 75 where the risk reward is clearly worth it even though this vaccine was just developed on mice this is a very similar paradigm to what we do with the flu vaccine and it works very nicely so i'm going to guess this is worth the risk for a 75 year old who really can have bad complications from omicron we've known forever that people younger really don't have a lot of risk with this thing not to say that they never get into trouble but to say the risk is extremely low and so the question then is could the vaccine risk be higher than the risk of the covid itself well we have a circulation article out now that showed a five time greater risk of myocarditis from the vaccine as compared with uh, the the covid itself People have assailed that study. I think it's a pretty good study. All these studies are worthy of being deconstructed and examined very carefully. But I'm going to say I'm going to hang my hat on this one a little bit and say, "Hmm, I'm going to worry about that." Even though the incidence is very, very low, very, very low. If that 21, 20-year-old 20 said, "You know what? I want to go to uh, I don't know some country that requires a vaccine, and I'm not worried about it. And by the way, I had the, uh, the I had the uh, Pfizer, and it really didn't bother me." I'd go, okay, all right. I worry about Moderna because that was the one that had all the myocarditis. Um, I, I wonder if there's a world in which we can give lower doses to some of these younger people, but no one has done those studies yet. But uh, Pfizer is lower dose. So, uh, okay, why don't we do the Pfizer Omicron if that's what you want to do? But if you're concerned about it, Um, it's a a rational position to say, I'd rather get the Omicron. probably. And by the way, probably already been exposed to it. And there are not a lot of good ways of testing for that to see whether you have the neutralizing antibodies for it yet. Now, that conversation, if that patient, the 20-year-old, got angry for some reason and went out to the Board of Medical Quality Assurance and just uh, made a complaint because, I discussed misinformation with him and he could easily go to his friends and go, would you mind making a complaint to also, here's what he did. Literally, you can make as many complaints as you want, many people as they want, and each of those will be dealt with as a criminal action. Not criminal in the sense that it'll go to criminal case, but criminal in the way the due process plays out. It requires a similar kind of defense and it may require hiring attorneys for each one. I'm gonna tell you something. Doctors free doctors froze in the early part of COVID. That's why we got so much crappy care. People weren't trying to follow up and find ways to manage this illness. They just froze and were scared because they were in a employment structure that said just send them home. They did the same thing with the opioid epidemic. I I was there as it happened. There were a couple of cases of 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 both criminal and civil action against physicians for under treatment of pain. Physicians froze, stopped treating pain, stopped prescribing opiates, sent everybody with pain to the pain specialist, and the pain specialist took the position that pain is whatever the patient says it is, and pain controls whatever the patient says it is, and now it was on, now it was on. That's how the opioid crisis happened, or it's still happening to this day. So there we are. Uh, Do we want, uh, there it is, Caleb is putting up the um, medical misinformation bill. Uh, I will be unable to talk to Dr. Victory or any of the more interesting kind of uh, interviews we've had here. And I got to say that talking to these people, for me, has flushed out a lot of things. Uh, There's a lot of stuff that I didn't understand. I spent most of the early part of the pandemic going, we're closing the world down for respiratory virus. What? What is going on? Yeah, it's dangerous, but close the world for a virus that's just going to do what it's going to do, no matter what we do. I didn't understand that they, they, meaning the authority structure uh, in public health, which we've discovered, A, has way more authority than any of, us, uh, any of us ever knew. B, they believed the Chinese Communist Party when they said they had a zero COVID policy that worked and they adopted it in full uh, you know f- every piece of it, and and we're trying to do something to get to vaccine. And once they got to vaccine, nobody was allowed to question vaccine as the answer and salvation to everything. And if you look back at all the rhetoric around the vaccine, it was crazy. We were unvaccinated shouldn't be allowed to. Literally, they were, they they were so they should be ostracized. They shouldn't be allowed to get health care. They shouldn't be allowed to get insurance. Yeah, you know, because. They were the source. It was remember the pandemic of the unvaccinated. And if one of the things that has not been corrected underlying all that fear mongering was this notion of the asymptomatic carrier, which does not exist, the asymptomatic carrier does not is not a significantly infecting agent. So there's my sort of setup here. Uh, and yes, you are all interested in side effects of the vaccine and. I, I'm sitting quietly trying to figure out if there's really something here or not. More to be revealed. We do know uh, that there has been excess death uh, worldwide in young people. We don't know. Yeah, it could be confirmation virus, right? Dick, but the dick, the dick sap here, the confirmation virus cuts both ways, right? So we have to be very careful about what we do to try to understand all this data that's coming in. I know Alex Berenson has a very specific opinion. Steve Kirsch has a very specific opinion. They could be right. I'm not prepared to say that yet. I'm not prepared to say that I know that these guys can prove that what we're seeing is related to that. I do know that as time goes on, I'm seeing more and more and more, and I mean lots of rather serious consequences from the vaccine. It's not trivial. It's not like the flu shot. Flu shot, I've had... Out of the many thousands of flu vaccines I've given, um, the childhood vaccines I've helped dole out and sent kids in for, I've seen two reactions, and they were usually acute allergic reactions, and that was that. This, I have seen now dozens of reactions of sort of long COVID, it looks like. Well, essentially the same thing as long COVID from the vaccine. Now, there is absolute denial out there that this exists. But I assure you, I assure you, people that are not prone to hyperbole or histrionics, friends of mine, very. And by the way, they've taken it very stoically. They've still will not say that they're they would rather have not gotten the vaccine. They stick with the risk reward, and they just got a bad a bad end of the stick on their risk reward sort of uh, diathesis. I though, if we had done that, that again, my friends are a little bit older, so kind of like, okay, I get it. But if that were a twenty year old, we made sick, or a twenty five year old, even a thirty year old, I I worry about that. Now I did hear over the weekend about a cardiologist, who uh, excellent cardiologist, who initially was circumspect about the vaccine and worried about the myocarditis, who has completely flipped to just get the vaccine. And I'm going to try to get a hold of this person. I may even interview for this show to to try to get an understanding of that. Um, there are a lot of people out there that are scared and controlling. That don't seem to be the you know, it's sort of, it's sort of, it's like people's risk tolerance as we're sort of seeing, we're seeing people's behavior as it pertains to their risk tolerance. Maybe my risk tolerance is too high. Uh, I I think it's time for a little courage, a little uh, uh, of the stoic philosophy to kind of step in. All right, let's see what Dick said. How many vaccine people also take medication for anxiety? Dick, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. offhand. I understand that for every, thing, think there's been, I've seen all that, Dick. Uh, okay, so let me go quickly, if you don't mind, over to the restream, and then we'll go over. And what I'll do um, is I'll take a little break, and then we'll go to calls. Uh, let's see. Yeah, it's interesting to me that one of the interesting—yes, it was Catherine with Pumpkinhead. Thank you for that. That was the one of the big vaccines. Uh, oh, we can't take calls. Hmm. Caleb, I'm going to put my earpiece in and you tell me, is this something we can fix during the break? Maybe. Uh,
1: I'm, I'm working on it. I'm trying to figure out what the actual issue is, but it seems like it's something with the physical board that's over at your end, that's making everything cross. And so everyone on the stream can hear it all wonderfully. It's just in your headset and on the phone are the only places that are not working. So it's something to do with the board
0: yeah so did susan report that to you is that what's yeah, happening? yeah so
1: it's anyone that's listening on the spaces it's a bit echoey apparently
0: damn it hmm She she said
1: all there right, was well, one setting that was changed over the weekend but i she's she's on her way back <laughs> to look at it
0: is she gonna be able to go back in and read possibly re- i oh i change?
1: hope because we have shows all week <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay well uh let's do let's take let's get all the business out of the way so when we can hear ourselves and take calls we'll be free and clear so uh unless she wants to be here well she'll talk about that when she gets here so let's do the, some business and then we'll get back and I'll, i got some more to say i think we have found the holy grail of skincare. care genucel has absolutely changed certainly my skincare regimen I like that vitamin C serum, the under-eye creams, skin-nourishing primer. Susan loves the eyelash enhancers, uses it on her eyebrows as well. Genucel has everything to make us both feel and look amazing. Best part, the quality of the products. Using pure ingredients like antioxidants, copper peptides, and a proprietary calendula flower base, Genucel knows how to formulate products to perfection without irritation. For Susan, she hates that annoying dry area under her nose during allergy season, like right here. She tried everything, but no matter what, the skin is flaky and dry, and nothing seemed to help until she started using GenuCell's Silky Smooth XV Moisturizer. Soaked right into the skin, she was hooked after one use, and now loves all of their products as well.
2: I am a snob when it comes to using products on my face. The dermatologist makes a ton of money from me. But when I was introduced to GenuCell, I was so happy because... It's so affordable, and it works great. I was introduced to the Ultra Retinol Cream, which I love at night. All the eye creams are amazing. People notice my skin all the time, and I'm so excited because it's actually working.
0: Right now, you can try GenuCell's most popular collection of products and see what I'm talking about for yourself. Go to GenuCell.com and enter code DREW for 10% off. That is G-E-N-U-C-E-L.com, and the code is D-R-E-W. The parallel economy has empowered us to care for our health, well-being, as well as longevity. Likewise for us pet parents who now have a place to go when it comes to keeping the family, dogs, cats, even horses, in the best shape possible. As a dog dad, I'm thrilled to be working with Pet Club 24-7 P-E-T-C-L-U-B-247, Pet Club 247. So we're back. Uh, someone on the Restream made a very nice uh, recommendation to go see this, to listen to This Week in Virology. Uh, and I listen to a lot of different virologists, and, and here is my concern about most of them. Let me see who these people are that are doing this particular one that he recommends. Uh, I can't quite see. Well, I will just say that the... The problem I have with most of the virological sort, of, and you know I've had the virologist on this stream too. We had Dr. Knock on here. Maybe we'll get him back as well. But there's a limitation on. Oh, I do listen to this week in virology. I have a listen, but but most of it is disconnected from the clinical world. They are either non-clinicians themselves, or they are clinicians that uh, are not doing a lot of clinical work, and so they're not seeing the clinical syndromes, they're not seeing the sort of manifestations of the COVID. They're not seeing the manifestations of the vaccine side effects. And, uh, and they're staying with the virology, which is great, which I love that God, I used to listen, to this I used to listen to this podcast all the time, actually. Uh, so the, the people in it are, if you'll see, uh, let's see, uh, Vincent Raniello, two science professors, right? The, they're not clinicians. And they're looking at the science and the problem with the science is it's, it's, it's always behind the clinical reality. And I'm seeing the clinical material, I'm seeing hundreds and hundreds of COVID patients. And I'm going to tell you that they are not exactly reflecting the reality. They are reflecting the orthodoxy and then staying with the science, such as we know it. And they're very good. I've, I've listened to them. It's funny, I haven't listened to that point in a while, but I used to listen to it well before, well before the uh, uh, COVID epidemic. Uh, So uh, we'll see, we'll see how it shakes out. But I generally find the virologies, and I've listened to a bunch of different virologists, uh, they are much more alarmist uh, than they necessarily should be because they are thinking about the scientific potential. They're thinking about, they've been focused on the virus only, uh, and not on, again, the clinical manifestations, how people, it's really easy to get very focused on long COVID and freak out. It's very easy to get focused on, your brain's going to shrink. Yeah, the body heals, everybody. The body heals. Yes, your brain does shrink, and then it comes back. That's the nature of adult neurology when it, when it comes to infectious disease. So unless you're much, much older, then sometimes it does not, but we have vaccines for that, right? So here we go. Uh yeah, Jurgen, I'm seeing that's exactly how that happened. Jurgen, thank you for your, your recommendation. That happens all the time. Now, I'm not saying anecdotal evidence, I'm seeing clinical, my clinical experience is such that I find and have found for much of this pandemic that virologists have been behind the clinical experience, such as we have had it. Uh, dealing, dealing with this illness out there in the world. And that's always the way it is. That is always the way it is. You, the, we, you, it's, it's so common in medicine for us to improvise and find clinical solutions to problems that the science catches up with later. That's very, very common. And sometimes it takes years for the science to catch up. That is extremely common. I will, Jerkin, I will listen to that, I promise. I um, promise. Uh, I believe I am in touch with the science. I certainly read it very carefully. I read a lot of it. And I maybe, Jurgen, you should listen to some other podcasts uh, about the science, like Vinay Prasad. Vinay Prasad. Vinay Prasad is a clinician, and he's an excellent uh, uh, um, student of scientific literature. Excellent. And he is somebody that is a does is a great job of bringing the two worlds together, the science and the clinical. And so, and same with Monica Gandhi. Monica Gandhi is an excellent clinician, and she. And neither one of them are, when I listen to them in their podcast or when they're guesting on other people's shows, neither of them have a- anything level of alarm that I consistently hear in the virology world. Now we'll see, So we'll see. Uh, Jurgen, what I'm saying is clinical experience is not science, I understand that, I get that, but in my experience, 40 years practicing medicine, This is an extremely common phenomenon. Maybe it'll be completely bass awkward this time where the science will be ahead of the the clinical. It's possible. It's never happened in my clinical experience. So there we go. We'll see. We'll see. I'll watch them and we'll listen and we'll see. Uh, Other things you were saying out there, I'm looking at your guys' restream, and let me get over to, I'm sorry, to the folks over in the Rumble Rant, which you guys are up to there. Uh, Who is the science now? Right. Uh, Dick Sapp, you're going wild there. Does it make sense that experience gives more input than literature? Uh, Dick, no, it does not. Uh, We always look to the literature to confirm the science. Absolutely. But I'm telling you, there is through much of this, and I'll hear what this week in virology has to say. We'll see what they're, maybe they're they're a little less than some of the other stuff I've I've been listening to or reading. Um, But it is generally the case that, science non-clinicians i well, i this whole pandemic i've seen non clinicians uh completely freaking out about the clinical and not understanding the clinical uh so we'll see again right now what you'll see people freaking out about as long covid brain shrinkage uh organ damage uh you know and these things that are just part of having severe illness you know it's a nasty illness it, and people heal people heal from it so let me get talk to caleb again see if i'm possible can i uh, on the, no, we're still quite Not quite here. yet. No, uh, no chance Susan to Susan says
1: ETA twenty minutes.
0: Oh no no no! We're going to be done by then. Yeah, we'll be. Uh, we'll, we'll
1: fix it before tomorrow's show for sure. That's we'll. Oh, for sure.
0: It well, let me try to take some calls and see if we can uh, sort of <sighs> find our way through hilarious. this. Let's see. <laughs> they I know. can't
1: hear you they, uh, on the phones.
0: Is, uh, answer for sh- they can't hear me at all.
1: I mean, it's so echoey that I don't think they know what's happening on the answer for Sean right?
0: try unmuting yourself and see well, let's see what happens I think and the mics are in the lower left-hand corner there hey there can you hear me okay yeah it's weird but you and I will get through this what's up
4: my son Sean uh, played hockey his whole life and to continue to play hockey he had to get a vaccine So on August 25th, he got the vaccine, one shot of Pfizer. On August 29th, he went to emergency. He had brown circles around his eyes, Mm -hmm. a rash, vomiting, and a very sore shoulder. They sent him home with Advil. And on the morning of September 27th, he was found dead on the floor beside his bed <laughs> mm-hmm. and they did an autopsy and it comes back cause of death unascertained
0: so unknown unknown cause of death yes
4: yeah nothing he was perfectly healthy he had no underlying conditions
0: yeah
4: and now he's gone yeah, and so he sorry. was my life
0: i'm so sorry it, it, these are rare, 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 right? It's it, These are horrible, unfortunate, and I think the powers that be would say they're still going to take these risks um, because the risk reward from their perspective is worth it. But the problem I have is I'm not sure you, you or your son understood that vaccines have bad risk. Did you? No. Yeah. No, nobody said you might die if you take this. Well... I don't know that anybody can definitely say that yet, because the 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 dots have not been fully connected, and and let's hope that's not the case, but it certainly is uh, concerning, right? To hear what you've been through. Well, there's, there's a lot of reported deaths. I know, I know, I, and and it it's it, it's it, it comes across my thread all the time, but I want to give science a chance to mill this through. Uh, there are people that 100. Uh, percent uh, feel that this was, you know, related to that stuff. And, and it is, you know, it just really goes at the the core issue of what kind of risk do young people need to take relative to getting COVID at this point. And I'm certain for you, it was not worth it. I'm certain. I'm so sorry. Thank you, Dr. Drew. Okay. <clears throat> That's choking me up. It's awful. Yeah, it's nasty. Uh, I don't know. We don't know yet. Uh, but it's that kind of stuff. You know, I was talking to the guy over on Restream who was like, stay with the science, stay with the science. Yeah, yeah, I'm trying to. But um, that's not the first case like that I've heard or seen. And some of them I've seen personally, <clears throat> and some of them I've heard, you know, again, I don't have direct clinical knowledge of, but these things keep keep coming around. And mostly what I've seen have not been sudden death like that. Uh, and severe illness, mostly what I've seen was what looks like long COVID, people who can't walk and can't get short of breath and this kind of thing. And we don't know the incidence of that yet. And so what should the what should we be telling patients? I mean, one of the most important parts about medicine is informed consent. And how do we do informed consent? We don't fully know the, the risk just yet and we have forged on as did i and i do still do it with people over the age of 65 i i recommend the vaccine most most assuredly uh then i believe i can substantiate it i do believe the risks are known there i believe the benefits are known there it's when you get into these younger and particularly male groups that i um i get concerned about it uh okay let's bring some more people that was that was a tough one to listen to let's see who this is this is uh DVS it says, I'm not quite sure who that is. And those of you that come up to speak, I know there's an echo we hear, but we'll try to get through it. DVS?
4: Got to unmute your
0: mic in the lower left-hand corner there. There you, Can you hear me now? I do hear you, it's a little rough because I I already have echo and then I have some ambient noise there that makes it tough, what's going on?
5: Yeah, I just had a quick question about covid vaccines. I just uh, wanted to see if there's any uh, long-lasting COVID,
0: basically. Uh, I still have, uh, I, I got COVID um, originally, like when it first came out, and I still have issues with uh, smell and taste. Um, I don't know if you you heard anything about that. Yeah. So the smell and taste issue is uh, thought to be due to the microvascular injury to the tiny arteries in the cerebrovasculature. And... There are people that believe they can bring it back through a sort of, uh, I talked to him once, it uses sense to try to bring it back, much like you would sort of retrain your brain. I had I had nasty long COVID and I started working on languages and that helped clear some of the fog for me. So something about using the brain a certain ways does seem to improve some of these injuries. Uh, some people have it permanently for the most part. I had ringing in my ears for two years after uh, the ba- Delta covid and it just went away one day it also went away from fluvoxamine so i do think that fluvoxamine may have some anti-inflammatory effects through the sigma 1 receptor system and as such might be beneficial for some of these these injuries but you're gonna go talk to your doctor about that it certainly helped me i still had the ring in my ear for another year two years afterwards and then it finally just went away this is tends to be what we're seeing from long COVID. is it does is associated with end organ damage that heals now if you have persistent and particularly disabling symptoms i've been sending people over to COVID long haulers you go to covidlonghaulers.com uh dr yo uh, and dr patterson over there can help you out they've got a lot of experience now with long COVID, and they've been having excellent results i, I would recommend the same thing for people with vaccine related long COVID as well they've been using a lot of different techniques they have uh we should get them back on the show, Susan, if you're listening, because we haven't heard their update on what they think the biology of this is. Back when I last talked to them, they thought it was the persistence of the spike protein in classical, non classical monocytes in the cerebral spinal fluid or in the circulating in the brain that were not going through their normal life cycle of apoptosis somehow because of that persistent spike protein. And as such, they were doing some destruction there from an inflammatory standpoint. So there is that. Uh, all right. Let me keep going here as best I can. I've got a lot of questions. Uh,
4: Michelle.
0: I'll bring Michelle up here. And I apologize.
4: Hi, Dr. Drew.
1: How are Hi, you doing?
0: Michelle, I'm good. I apologize to so all the weird uh, audio stuff we're having. Are you still working on it, Caleb? Uh, ca- uh, uh, sort of. kind,
1: I'm kind of sort of
0: waiting uh, for Susan. Susan has to press physical...
1: Extent. She has to press press physical buttons that I can't reach remotely. So
0: <laughs> we can take another um, yeah. little no. uh, technical break after this call, and I can run over there. You want to do that?
1: Uh, nah, I, I mean we we already tried all the steps. I think it's Susan has to get there, look at the board, and remember which button that she pressed a couple of days ago. I see. Uh, there there was some button. I've heard a rumor of some button that she pressed. I'm going with it. It yes. was that yes. button.
0: So I told you to there was it. something. So. <laughs> Okay, so Michelle, what's going on?
3: It's okay. I will ask my question and then mute and wait for the answer. I just wonder what would have happened if we had said, look, terrible flu season, protect your elderly, protect the vulnerable. Yeah. Because people have faith in the flu shot. And so now going into another flu season, how do we avoid that? How
0: do we avoid... Didn't quite catch that. How do
3: we avoid the fear of a of a vaccine for the flu vaccine to do what it needed to do relative to COVID? I,
0: I, I'm not sure I get the association there. I mean, the flu vaccine is still the same old flu vaccine it's been. I'm going to take it. I'm going to keep giving it to my patients. Are you seeing some belief that somehow... Yeah. Oh, well, that's... Uh,
3: hmm. It's sad. It's sad. I just... I just wish we would have handled the whole thing differently because I just think yeah. people weren't well protected. Well,
0: not only that weren't well protected, the 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 big mistake was not being forthcoming about what they were doing, what they believed they were doing, and sort of hiding their motivation and shifting gears without sort of explaining why they were going from no mask to yes mask. And then when they when they would go in a particular direction, it was done with such fierceness and and really sort of aggression, it, it felt weird. And they sort of lost the faith of the people they were serving. And of course, because it's clinical and because it's science, there are gonna be changes in opinion, there are gonna be changes of approach. And it should have been just, here's what we're thinking now, here's the best we can do. Yes, it, it should have, Have public discourse about what what the pros and the cons were, and then literally say, "But we've made this decision. It's our opinion that this is the best way to proceed, and to do so."
3: You are amazing, and I certainly.
0: I think I froze out, Michelle. Thank you, very much. Thank you. Thanks, Michelle. And everybody, get your flu shot. <laughs> get your flu shot. There's nothing about COVID that uh, should uh, prevent you from getting your flu shot. And for all you people that said, I never get the flu shot, I never get sick, there's such a thing as luck, and you've been very lucky. And you, I had H1N1, and it sucked. It was actually a little worse than COVID in some respects. It was. Um, I was so toxic and so sick from that, it was ridiculous. That was a terrible flu and so influenza of various types can be horrible don't 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 uh, overlook that fact now what should we have done with uh, COVID I don't feel that I'm positioned to answer that question yeah we really we got to get all the data in we, we're still in the middle of you know who we should vaccinate what risks we should take our treatments are available. Back to Paxlovid, I mean, we know what we're doing in the over the age 65, Paxlovid is a risk reward, definitely comes out in the favor of using. What do you do with a 30 year old? I mean, 30 year olds want Paxlovid because they don't wanna feel miserable. And so I'm getting lots of demands for Paxlovid and people well under the age of 65. Uh, I always tell them the same thing. And again, I may not be able to tell them this with AB 2098. What I tell them is, you know, I've prescribed a lot of Paxlovid, And a lot of these people, not a lot, many have had rebound. I've certainly seen rebound commonly. It's not unusual to see rebound. And I've seen people get reinfected within two or three months, which is not the normal experience of Omicron. Omicron, in my experience, has usually caused really good persistent uh, immune immune, um, potential for uh, like six months or so. so. Uh, there's something going on there. Let me, uh, for a second here, turn over to the restream again, see what you guys are talking about. Uh, get ketamine. I don't know what you're talking about there. Get your flu shot. Good. Uh, our flu shots different. Yes, they're very different. They're very different. These all get your shingles vaccine, get your pneumonia vaccine. You have to get both pneumovax and Prevnar and then pneumovax again, if you're over the age of 60. These are illnesses you should be getting your HPV vaccine. It protects you against cancer of the cervix, the penis, the head and neck, the anus. You shouldn't be getting cancers from HPV, but you will if you don't take the vaccines. You shouldn't be getting pneumonia if you're over 60. We can protect you against pneumococcal pneumonia. You shouldn't be getting pneumococcal pneumonia, which was one of the more common lobar pneumonias before we had the vaccine. This is not any kind of indictment of vaccine therapies. Okay. Are you serious? You are about the only one giving Paxlovid now. No, Mackie, Paxlovid is, I've seen it all over the place. Uh, in fact, somebody gave it to my daughter. Uh, it's being given out everywhere. And now I'm an evil shill according to the war against you. If I believe Fauci actually, I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, but again, I am trying not to get caught up in all the hysteria on either side. I'm trying to continue to navigate through as the science comes in. Uh, In the meantime, I see clinically what I see and can share that experience and it may not actually bear out in the science. We don't know. We'll have to see yet. Okay, so let's get more calls up here and see what you guys are interested in talking. This is Yolanda. Let me get Yolanda a chance to come up here. Uh, AIDS comes from vaccines. Sorry, that is not true. Uh, Yolanda, you have to unmute your mic. Uh, What's the vaccine that leave a bunch of little holes? (laughs) Oh, that was the polio vaccine, or the the smallpox vaccine. I'm sorry. Yolanda, your mic is still muted. You have to unmute the microphone in the lower right-hand corner. Uh, Okay, well, that doesn't seem to be happening there. So we're going to put you back in the audience, and we will take uh, Tristan.
4: Tristan, what's happening there? Tristan. Oh, hello. Hey there.
5: So my name is Tristan. I am a 38-year-old man living with sickle cell. And I just have a question. I took both um, the vaccines, and I'm actually about to get my booster. And I'm just curious, um, is this the proper thing to do because i actually lost my dad to covid mm. he had a delta here in november mm-hmm. and you know he just wrecked him um completely healthy you know before that yeah and everything um and it's just like you oh, know the, the
0: I, uh whatever everything just got better all you do is walk in here. It all stopped literally just this second. What? Whatever he did, uh, he corrected. <laughs> Susan just walked in the room and the echo went away. Do you hear me clearly, Tristan?
5: Yeah, I can hear you. Oh, good.
0: So it's all back <laughs> it to normal. It
5: did get better. So, Thank yeah, God. how weird. So, how old are you? So, I'm 39. Okay. Um, and like I said, you know, I'm very leery about not getting the vaccine because, or the booster because, you know, what just happened to my dad and okay. us. You know, having the same DNA and all that stuff, yeah. and you know, just not one to. Well, not
0: it, it's really the sickle cell. You, you have sickle trait or you have sickle disease? No, I have sickle
5: cell disease type SS. Yeah,
0: so I mean, this you're a different th- situation, right? I mean, it is. I mean, COVID could could trigger a sickle cell episode for you, right? It could really be. And and by the way, I bet it would. Have you have you had COVID yet?
5: no
0: thank god yeah and you did well with the vaccines
5: yeah uh yeah yeah, exactly
0: you're almost 40 years old you're exactly who the vaccine is excellent worth worth the risk reward there it is okay that's my opinion i'm not don't know you and i shouldn't be giving you medical advice and that's not my intention but i'm just saying you know you somebody with chronic severe illness associated with vascular pathology and occlusive sickle cell disease and Uh, A history of bad COVID in the family. I understand you're worried that he genetically might set you up for that. I'm I'm not so worried about that so much that you are 40 and you have chronic illness and you've done well with the previous vaccines. That seems sensible to take the vaccine in that case. So Susan, welcome back. (laughs) So it was, and and literally, literally Caleb, all she had to do was walk in the room.
1: I saw, I saw her passing by. She didn't even press what, what happened? Didn't even press anything.
4: I know, I know. <laughs> mm-hmm. If she's talking, mm-hmm. we can't hear her.
0: That child. Okay. Except for that, what did Kayla do Kayla do to correct this thing? Yes, Kayla, what did you do to actually correct this? What was the problem? We lost Caleb though, he can't talk to us anymore. Whatever he did made it so he can't talk to us.
1: I'm not, uh, it's not 100% certain. Susan is, we can't hear her, but I'm I'm fixing it.
0: No, it was well before we got on the air. There we go. She can talk. We around. were scr- scr- scrambling around trying so to. So we
2: lost Caleb, but um, I'm gonna go to the. Yeah. So what I pushed was the mix minus USB mix minus for your TCA thing. I know. That's what I told him. <laughs> and
0: I told him that
2: it's still the same way. I don't think I changed it though. I think it was like <laughs> before. Yeah. Hi, Red. I know you're excited to see me. I haven't seen you in a couple days. But anyways, I'm. I don't know why we can't hear... Caleb yeah it's weird sorry Caleb
0: <laughs> nothing about the but you know what there? you're doing a
2: great job you, you barreled through and the questions were really good and it, it sounded great and it's good on the live stream so like if you're listening on the twitter spaces and it gets echoey just go over to the live stream and watch it and then ask the questions on well
0: no 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 the, the, all that echo all that uh, stuff is gone
2: yeah but we can't hear Kate
0: uh, you Caleb. know what we can do uh
2: take some calls
0: come on up to this podium Caleb you're a host so you can come up and talk to us uh, from uh, twitter spaces how about that <laughs> Your mic is muted. No, so... he's
2: he's trying every he's switch it. and not He knob. fixed it. It's fixed. He did. He did. It's fixed. But I'm sorry I was late. I was um helping my daughter mm-hmm. and um she Don't got a new pair of skates and Normally we, we wouldn't uh, and... we
0: were we were fine. And we we thought we'd be fine and we certainly I certainly learned a lot about your system there. So let's bring uh, Aaron on up.
2: And my heart goes out to that man
0: you know he's, it's not he's not the only story we've heard oh like that right gosh. we've heard a number of these stories and it's always in the young males uh, often athletic males and it's... i mean
2: Pauline was like is he crying yes and yeah. i said, yeah, yeah this is this is deep course. stuff of like, course and because he wanted to play hockey yeah right well, how I, old I, was he i missed that part uh that i didn't hear he it i didn't want to get too volume.
0: deep into it with him because he was obviously upset oh, aaron awkward. you got to unmute your microphone lower left hand corner there and we'll take your question uh, yeah, this is controversial. It's hard. It's hard to figure this all out. That's why I would urge anybody not to run to one side of the boat or the other. Uh, let's just kind of navigate all through this together. Like, like, like the last caller, Tristan, okay. I'd vaccinate, uh, Aaron, what's up? Hi, Dr. Drew. Hey man, what's up? Um, name? I had a question about oxygen therapy. Mm-hmm. My wife has been on oxygen since last October. Mm. She had COVID and had, um, really bad pneumonia. Mm. And Oh, I think that's his phone all
4: the time anymore.
0: Say it again. We use all- it like if she's exerting. Okay. <laughs> Did she have pulmonary emboli? No, they only said that she had pneumonia. So it was it was COVID uh, with pneumonia. She was in the hospital for t- 10 days. Okay. Yeah. And she ended up on oxygen. How old is she? She was in the hospital for, she's 49. Does she have any other medical problems? None. She was right. And your question completely is, that. she's okay off oxygen now, uses it intermittently. Yeah. Has she seen the doctor regularly? Um, here and there, but they don't really like, they haven't said anything about the oxygen. Like they just keep telling her to keep using it, but she doesn't want to be on it for the rest of her life. And I guess our question is like, how long can you use it and not end up being like dependent on it? It doesn't really cause dependency. You know, if you are taking high flow oxygen, that can actually injure your lungs. But you're you're just talking about oxygen supplementation, and really, what she should be getting into is something called pulmonary rehab, where they give her exercises and ways to rehab her lungs to rebuild the reserve so she can get off all of this. So I would need to know a little bit more about the exact nature of the injury, like how much of the lung, how much parenchymal injury, why, why she's hypoxic still. That's kind of odd to have that in a 49-year-old. But the main thing I would focus on is getting them to refer, first of all, explain what the plan is, explain it to you, and explain what the injury was, and then how about a little pulmonary pulmonary rehab? That seems like perfectly sensible to me. Uh, Okay, I'm gonna try to get all you guys. You guys have a lot of, a lot of you have questions here. Uh, this is uh, Noj. Oh, your vaccine injured. Okay, let's get let's let's get to it. What's going on? Uh, Noj85.
4: Yeah, still muted.
0: Hello. Right, there you are. Hi. What's going on there?
6: Hey Dan, Uh my name is John. Mm-hmm. I'm from Glasgow, Scotland. Mm-hmm. I've just dived into your space. It's nice to speak to yourself. You as well. Uh um I took my I don't know if you guys are promoting the vaccines, the boosters or whatever. Um I am vaccine injured in Scotland. I took my Pfizer booster mm-hmm. in November twenty twenty. Um, I have uh, a twenty twenty one, sorry. I have had nine months of absolute hell. What, um, what are, what are I, your symptoms? And did they start
0: immediately after the booster?
6: Um, after I had my booster, I I couldn't put two and two together. Mm-hmm. So I didn't realise um, straight away. It took me about two months to realise it was the the vaccine booster that had done this. And what I did, went? What was the symptom? What did it do? Um. So. After I had my booster three days later, I went and played mini golf with my partner, and what happened was my heart rate, now I wear a mm-hmm. Samsung watch, mm-hmm. and the Samsung watch um, was saying my heart rate, I was sprinting, it said I was I was running, I was doing, it was right. 107, and I'm playing mini golf. Yeah, mini yeah. golf. So, so this um, is part
0: of the pot syndrome, which is well known to yes. be part of this whole thing, okay? And
6: then yeah. what happened after that? um i then was sick every day every day i was waking up i would vomit i was hmm. um i was retching i couldn't keep any food down hmm. um at one point i stood up and my heart um it felt like you the way i describe it is yeah. do you know the movie indiana jones
4: yeah
6: yeah um where it reaches into the heart and someone grabs it. It felt like someone had grabbed my heart and twisted it three times. Now, my understanding is that that was early signs of myocarditis. Mm -hmm. Um, What happened after that, um, I continued to lose weight. I lost 13 kilograms in the weight in the space of about four weeks, four or five weeks.
4: Mm
6: -hmm. Um, I... I mean, if I was to, I couldn't even put my symptoms in a tweet. Okay. i yeah.
0: so let's 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 not get too deep into it and just say yeah. you, you had this a vaccine thought, reaction, uh, pot syndrome, very common, fluctuating yeah. heart rate, maybe myocarditis with yep. it. Again, known to happen. This is known to happen. Now, yep. people that um, are uh, concerned about telling these stories will say, "Well, you get you get better eventually," um, which is true. Yeah. You do get better eventually. But I've had a lot of people. Um, who've had really long-term disability from this. Uh, And that is a risk. Uh, How are you doing now?
6: Um, I'm doing not so bad. I mean, everybody, I I think everybody, I can see a lot of faces in here. A lot of people in here know my story. Mm. They also know my friend, um, who's also from Glasgow, Scotland. His name is Alex Mitchell. He lost his leg to AstraZeneca and it was proven. Um, How am I doing now? I'm, I'm doing a bit better I've, I'm 18,000 pounds Out of pocket mm. um, I've had no help From the NHS mm. And that's our National health service here yeah. Yeah. I get, I've i been gaslighted By doctors I've Every test they do Everything says It's fine It's fine To give you an example Dr Drew I went into the doctors After losing I was in hospital I got blue lighted To hospital Because mm-hmm. I I was I was severely ill I then said to them, I I can't eat. My heart rate's sore. I feel like I'm dying. They then turned around to me and they said, um, I said, I've lost 13 kilograms in weight in the space of 14, in in the space of four weeks. Mm -hmm. Now that, I have never lost that. I used to go to the gym. I was a boxer. Mm -hmm. They then turned around to me and they said, what is your age? They used my BMI against me. Mm -hmm. They turned around and they said, your BMI still says that you're overweight, <laughs> and sick. then they said, yeah. and then they said I had, um, I then had to go and seek uh, medical help. I had to go and get my my mental health checked yeah. out. I then went to a psychiatrist because I didn't know what was going on. Mm. It wasn't until I went to a a, a private cardiologist in Glasgow. Mm. He then took me from a standing position, uh, from a sitting position to a standing position,
4: yeah,
6: yeah. and then and then he went like, "Have you heard of a condition called pots?" Yeah. I was like, I, "I haven't heard this." Then, yeah. then what happened? Then what happened after that was I went home. My friend sent me the doctor, the doctor Malone and Joe Rogan podcast, where where Doctor Malone tells him when he got injured from the vaccine, he then developed pots. Mm-hmm. After that, it all fell into place. Well, a major... I get
0: it. Listen, this is no fun. This is, no. vaccine injuries happen. The the constant question, though, is when you're giving vaccines to billions of people, you're going to hear stories like this. It's, you do anything with billions of people and you're going to hear some adverse events. The the da- The problem is the data still seems somewhat obscure. And I'm sorry you've had this. I know it's no fun. Again, I've got friends that have had it. I've got patients that have had it. it it's no fun. And, and it, yours actually has been... Milder than some, believe it or not. I know it's been very unpleasant, but it it, it is. It can get nasty. Uh, Susan, we met somebody over the weekend. Had this, remember? Remember, was we were sitting? Yeah, you talking? got his number. I'd like to. Yeah, we I mean,
2: it. now we, we have people calling in. Yeah, the but, same situation. Yeah. it's just astounding.
0: And uh, it, it it happens. The question is, at what risk and at what benefit? And and because it's all being so obfuscated. It's hard to tell. It's hard to tell. But what's you
2: know, going on. we're able to talk about it right now. You and for I for fifteen minutes. Yeah, because be, people well, are afraid. Well, maybe
0: twenty ninety eight will we, prevent that. We,
2: well, yeah, it's not going to last long. So this I want to hear these stories before they before they shut yeah, us down. Yeah, literally,
0: John's story will be misinformation. We're
2: the French underground again. It's going to be
0: oh my god. So what Susan's talking about is back in the sort of darker hours of the COVID pandemic, like the summer of twenty twenty. We started doing this show, and I kept telling everybody, "I'm here to answer your questions, to try to make sense of things, to calm everybody down." But I felt like because I wasn't part of the panic porn, that we were like the French underground, pushing out information that was, you know, to the, to the, to the, uh, you know, to the resistance, uh, <laughs> and, and it wasn't really. We weren't saying anything extraordinary. The infidels. We, we were, we, we, we were, and we weren't saying, you know, this isn't a real thing. You shouldn't be scared. We we're saying, calm down. Yeah. Here's what we know. John Campbell was a good source of stuff for you guys as well at the time. But he so, was from
2: Europe, so I didn't get censored from right. by us. So um, here we are, and we're Drew, still trying to make sense of things. Isn't there uh, two a years way? Later, a I mean, later. obviously, we're not. We're going to have to. You were going to maybe run for governor, but isn't there a way the people can not allow him to sign that? I mean, like, start uh, putting everybody's, or? yes,
0: start sending him. I don't know what's going to take, take. I, I don't trust him at all. I mean, I, I'm not apolitical.
2: I know nothing about this stuff, but is there a way that we can, like, start fighting it on a national scale and not? It let them... They
0: don't care about national. It's only California citizens. Yeah. So, and do you think this state, look what this state has done to itself. You think people here are enlightened enough to take that on?
2: If we broadcast from New York, will you get in trouble?
0: No. Uh, oh, that's, in, yes, because my license is in California. So, so if
2: you change your license to New York? That,
0: then I'd be fine. So that's maybe just what I'll do. get rid of your license.
2: Yeah. No,
0: then, then, no, then it doesn't make sense for me talking about these things. You've been
2: mind. licensed for a long time.
0: 40 years? Give and or take. happy
2: birthday. Thank you're you. You're almost 65.
0: <laughs> I'm almost 65? What are you talking about?
2: Isn't that when you're supposed to retire?
0: Uh, how dare you? No. Uh, <laughs> in the olden days, uh, Yes. Wow, you see how this goes for me. I know. Uh,
2: no, but I'm just saying, why aren't we, it, why don't we voice our opinions on a grand scale and try to fight it?
0: Uh, those of you who live in California that could uh, get uh, Governor Newsom's-
2: Write letters.
0: Uh, write letters, call his office, please we help us. We wanna know the facts. The physicians are freaking out, but as usual, physicians don't advocate for themselves. At physicians
2: all. are too busy saving lives. Correct. They, they aren't attorneys yes. or accountants. Correct. Trust me.
0: Yeah. Okay, so I'm getting tired. Sorry, I
2: need a Susan strikes back there. Yeah. <laughs> you Listen, I'm, it's happening all over the world. And the fact that people are allowed to say it out loud on our show makes me happy. I, I knew this would happen one day.
0: So Gracie D., I know that you've had a horrible loss, but um, so what is the incidence? What is the, it, yes, it does happen, but what's the incidence? What's the number? And that's the problem. We don't know the number yet
2: um well in the lockdown i'm watching you on one death. Is i too am many. reading
0: your comments uh on rumble one death is I'm too many what
2: happened to that like we don't we don't hear that anymore
0: because well, that was always crazy and so it's going to be it's going to take a while to shake this all out I, i'm again I, I i think when this is done i'm going to guess when this is all done that we will be still doing everything aggressively over the age of 65 and definitely over the age of 75 and we will There'll be the end of mandates under that because mandating doesn't make any sense, just doesn't make sense. And I hope you get the sense from the conversation we've had today that it's, there's a clinical navigation that each patient and physician unit should be making together to decide whether or not to vaccinate a given individual. Just like that, you know, kid, that called the 39 year old called in a minute ago with SS sickle cell disease, different situation than your 22 year old cousin. A very different thing
2: so I was looking at the travel requirements like when you go to Europe and stuff mm-hmm. and I went to the CDC and they were they said you know people who should have the booster or shouldn't and they recommended it a lot more to people with with compromised immunity of course
0: of course because that's who which
2: doesn't make sense because like that guy we talked to on the beach he yeah. had all these problems and then he got yeah. the booster and it just it just wiped him out.
0: It caused compromised immunity. Yeah. understand. But people with compromised immunity are at higher risk. Therefore, the. And he saw that too. And I was like,
2: and it, it, but see, I guess it's case by case. It's
0: case by case. That's exactly right. And so, this idea that's why I've been so against the idea of mandates. Not only did it create an out group, and in fact, that's exactly what happened. If you look back at the headlines and the rhetoric back in those days, this was the pandemic of the unvaccinated. The unvaccinated were the source of the of the of this pandemic. They shouldn't be allowed to get health care. They shouldn't be allowed in restaurants. And you took populations that had been poorly served by the medical community, like the African American community, and you ostracized them. You specifically created a discriminatory policy based on relationship of my profession with that group over time that has not been great and they had every reason to be concerned about it and now look there's sort of well, there's more information coming out there maybe they maybe there was a little more to this story you it's clear that the public health authorities were not a- allowing any dissenting conversation so here we are so take another question okay
2: now that the sounds working again Right. Except we don't have Caleb. Poor Caleb. Okay. <laughs> uh, the ghost is messing with Caleb now.
0: <laughs> hold on here. Let me give Yolanda another chance again. Okay. Uh, Yolanda, will give you another chance. Come on up here. We tried to before. Let's see if we can get you up here. Get that mic unmuted. Um, I think we're going to go through the same experience here, my dear. Unmute. I'm gonna turn it around a little more quicker this time, more quickly rather. And let's get Deborah. Mm-hmm. Hi, Deborah. Go ahead there. You have a question. There you are.
4: Hello, Dr. Drew. Deborah. Yes. Um. Thank you for
3: taking me. I just want to uh, first, before I get to my question, thank you so much. Um you helped my husband and I stay sane for the last two years. Oh good. Um not really, I'm serious. I, I've wanted to reach out to you for a long time mm-hmm. to thank you. My husband's 62 and I'm uh 59 and a half. He has diabetes and I have uh asthma and I'd had a heart attack in 2019. Mm-hmm. So um, you know, listening to you really helped us and get rid of the pornic pan, uh the panic porn and and all of that. So I want to thank you. You really, you really um was a big part of that. My husband gets triggered by everybody, especially Fauci, I'm and sorry. he triggers me. Okay, and so, sure. during this, you kept us sane, and you kept it. You had the common sense. You were rational, and you helped us be that way. So, thank you so much.
0: Well, it's it's and, your it's a it's a great privilege. That was our intent. That was our intent was just to kind of. You know, as I said, during a lot of it, I was like, I was confused because the extreme nature of it, I'm beginning to understand sort of what they were up to now. But uh, there you go. Everything
3: that you said that you got slammed for on Twitter and on the news, everything you said was true, everything. And we're seeing it now. We're seeing all of it now.
0: Well, a lot a lot of what I was concerned about, like, you know, the the lockdowns, the school closures I and mean, these things are I knew nobody was doing a risk reward analysis. And it would, And what I was saying was that this has never been thought of before, let alone tried and that we were doing something extraordinary and weird. And uh, now we kind of know what led to all that nastiness. Now, my so mistake, I'm- my mistake was comparing it to influenza. That was a mistake uh and sort of trying my 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 hu- hubris to try to get everybody calmed down i got i went a little over my skis uh, in terms of making you know, those comparisons that's,
3: that's exactly right and my husband and i talk about that all the time you said that to stop the panic
0: that's why, I that's was doing why it. you said why me. else would i have done it i mean think about it what exactly. was i doing what, what what motivated me to try to get on there and say things like that other than Calm down, because I could see yeah. I could see this freight train headed our way, being caused yep. by the press. I knew it would have horrible consequences. How could panic yeah. make things better? What if Churchill during the Blitzkrieg had panicked everybody? Would that have made them sure. better? Panic only sure. makes things worse. It did yeah. nothing. But it turns out that they were using fear as a policy. I didn't know that they were using fear to to um, sort of accommodate or to act to uh, operationalize lockdown. They got the lockdown idea from the Chinese Communist Party. The idea was get to the vaccine at any cost, and then vaccine overall. Vaccines, it—that's uh, the right. answer to everything. And you know, no dissent, no discussion on any of these things. And that's the right. world we're living in now. That's the world we're living
3: right. in. Right. No, it angered my husband when you were censored constantly, and Alex was censored, and it's just—it mm-hmm. was—it's a horrible thing to get people not to be able to have opinions and say what they want to say. And I, you know, uh,
0: but, and, and to, to, to that point, I'm sympathetic to what people are trying to do i understand they don't want they don't want to i you know i am i am let me be really clear here i am um tired of both ends of the political spectrum i'm tired of the paranoia on one side i'm tired of the the judgment and cancellation on the other i i think we gotta you know find that middle zone and navigate because anything that fuels other side either side to me is a bad idea and so to the extent that misinformation fuels paranoia i don't like that i don't like Mm -hmm. that at all i'm not saying that people go ahead
3: I'm sorry. My husband and I listened to you every day during the um, the pandemic, and for for months, I had no idea what you were—a Democrat or Republican—and I know you thought of yourself now as an independent. But I had no idea because you never was, you never had that political tone. You were just trying to help us, and oh. it really makes me mad when people. You know, said you were a Trump supporter. Well, he think not about a that. think about that
0: how if you if you bring up this is the real one of the really weird things. I think it comes out now more. you can see it more realistically, which is if you want to talk about anything related to the vaccine, any hesitancy or any concerns about the vaccine, you're a Trump supporter. Uh, right. and, and and remind right. you, and that the reason you can see that' is crazy now, people are remembering, oh, that's right. Trump created this vaccine. It was Operation Warp Speed. It's his vaccine. And now right. that there are starting to be, you know, rumblings of problems with the vaccine, now they're going to push it back on him and anybody that, right. I, I don't know who I, this whole business of if you're this, you're a Trump supporter, if you're that, you're a, so, I I don't know what the hell's going on here. It's some of the craziest thing I've ever seen. I, but I but, agree. And I just... Uh, I,
3: have, I do have a really important question yeah. I have to ask yeah. you. go ahead. So I told you I have asthma, and I told you that I had a heart attack, and yeah. everything's under control. Yeah. My husband has diabetes, which he's, you know, it goes up and down as far mm. as being controlled, but mm-hmm. he's trying. Mm-hmm. So I've had two vaccines, so has my husband. We both had the bo- boosters. Yeah. My husband is like, I'm not getting another booster. And I wanted to ask you, what do you think? I'm 59 and a half. he's 62. Do you think we should get that new booster that's out kind of like a flu shot? Yeah. Do you think I should
0: get it? So, did he have any reaction? I'm I'm more concerned about your husband than you. Okay, he he is right. the one with more risk, both in terms of how diabetes affects the vascular system and the immunological system, and his age is is higher than yours, and he's in that zone Correct. where the benefits are substantial. Uh has, he, has either have either of you had any uh, COVID Just- or Omicron? <laughs>
3: Um, he, we, we, um, at, at the time, the last couple of years I work now and have not been sick since I've worked, but before that we were not working. So when he got sick, he, we just stayed at home and we, we did not get tested. My daughter had the same exact thing. My husband had, she got tested and she did test positive from COVID. So we do think my husband had it. When was that? Uh, January of, of this past year.
0: So that's a really interesting question. Okay, here's what I think I would do with him. I, I I'm. It's even harder to talk about you because you're right on the cusp here. What I would do with him is I, I would generally be expecting that he will need a booster. Uh, but okay. why don't we get, because he has that probable immunity coming forward from January, that hybrid immunity of both Omicron and the previous vaccine, let's see how this vaccine goes and let's get some experience okay. with it. And if it's looking good and safe and people seem to be doing well with it, he should get it. He should get it. Okay. Uh, if I, if I were his doctor, okay. that's what I would do for you. Uh, are you on inhaled steroids or anything?
3: Yes, I am.
0: Yeah. It's a tougher call. I mean, pfft. have you had any vaccines or, or the illness?
3: I had the vaccines. I do not know if I have the illness. The weird thing is around the same time I had like a cough, not a cough. I had like a weird Thing in my throat where I am losing my voice. And Gary goes, You know what? Dr. Drew has about the same thing you that's do. Right. I don't think <laughs> that right. overdrew fine. Yeah, that's right. right. And then, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I had the same thing you had. So maybe okay. that was COVID. That probably
0: was. Know. And you've had double vax and booster yourself? Yes. yes. Yeah.
4: Yes. And yes. So in October, we got
3: the
0: yeah. So in all probability, yeah. you should do it too. It is, it's not as, it's not as, uh, you know, again, if I were treating you two as a patient, I would go to your husband and say, "You're going to look forward to it." For you, it's like, mm, "We're probably going to do it." <laughs> that kind of thing. Okay. Yeah,
3: yeah I, I I'm leaning more to doing it. My yeah. husband was like really against it, but I think I'm going to
2: tell him to
0: the, do it. T- Time is on your side. That's the important thing. Time okay. is on your side yeah, right now. Yeah, let's watch. Let's we'll see how watch. it goes. Yeah, yeah, let's see how it goes. And yeah. uh, you'll and probably
2: get COVID anyways. So. N- no, because uh, I got it six months later.
0: Yeah, it's possible, but I, I think they're heading towards vaccine. Thank you, Debbie, Deborah. <laughs>
3: Dr. Yeah. Drew, yes, Just, uh, thank She's you adorable. again. Thank you and your wife. I think you guys are awesome. Thank you very much for keeping most of America sane. I really
2: appreciate you.
0: You made our day, my dear. You're adorable. I we love you. you. Yes, thank you. You made our day. All right.
2: Keep fighting the good fight.
0: I think we can stop on that. That I makes not imagine. A, like, we, we've done a day of...
2: So who is going to keep track of how this new vaccine works out? Is there like... A place that's going to say, "Oh yeah, we well, have bears, less." Bears. We have you, less
0: you, you. You see, we read. Deaths. There's lots of literature that comes out, and we all get a clinic. You know, this. There was somebody busting my chops about staying with the science. Look, we get clinical experience with these things. I'll see lots of it. I'll see lots of people getting vaccinated. I'll see lots of people not getting vaccinated. We'll kind of see how this goes.
2: So, like, that, do you think they'll reformulate it so people don't get pots?
0: They don't know how to. They don't know. No, they can't do that. We mm-hmm. don't know what's causing it. It's presumably just the spike protein. You can't get rid of the spike protein. That's the that's the whole. That's how it works. It works through you through exposing the immune system to the spike protein. Okay.
2: And so we're not anti-vax or pro-vax. We're if I am pro good medicine. If it's good for you, yeah. I am pro good medicine. Outweigh the but but how do people know it's they're not going to have a response to it? Like you don't want the boys to get it because they they had a bad response.
0: Oh no, I don't. Douglas. You. No. Douglas no you don't me want no it. me no. See like
2: Drew is not anti vax I, I just
0: I had I'm I'm a, I would get really not, sick from it. He's I'm not sure.
2: pro vax because he doesn't want to get it.
0: Yeah. So no, like, I'd like to take the vaccine, actually. You, I would actually really, really like to. to. I just I'm afraid to. I'm fearful to So but if I'm forced to, like I was in the first place and I got sick from it. All right, we're gonna figure uh, this out. Yeah, we'll see. Um I, well, if you go I, to the
2: Skank Fest, then you're going to definitely get get cold. Well, good, so I'll get cold. No, but then you have to do tomorrow.
0: Dr. So. Paul Alexander in here tomorrow. Uh, Dr. Paul E. Alexander with Dr. Kelly Victory, and uh, as you know, these are lively and popular, and uh, these are very fun conversations for me. I've learned a lot. Uh, I don't, as I keep saying, this isn't necessarily something I agree with everything. Kelly and I agree disagree on a lot of things. Um, And these guests sometimes I disagree with. But they have had these extraordinary experiences in the eye of the hurricane. And as such, it helps me understand more about what we all experienced during this thing. And uh, it was confusing. It's less confusing as the information is coming in.
2: We have a lot of viewers right now. And I want to thank every each and one of you
0: thank you for that Doing very and, well and,
2: and we appreciate you calling in and giving us really good questions without us having to screen the calls and then once again my heart goes out to your first caller
0: yeah that well and we've had those calls before on this show right
2: yes we have and it's just it's heartbreaking so we all have to think about it and pray for him and, and know that um, he he's here messing with your sound
0: and those of you that are on the Rumble rants are, uh, want to see Dr. Alexander tear me apart tomorrow. I'm not sure that will happen. We'll see. I, I, again, I want to, I, we want to get all different kinds of ideas in here. And let me look over. And thanks
2: the, to Jahan, Jahan, who called it from Scotland. Mm-hmm. We all were following very closely to try to figure out what he was saying. But I got every bit of it. I love that accent.
0: Uh, so here we go. I'm just watching some of your notes, and uh, who is Dr. Alexander? You'll find out tomorrow when you tune in. Let's leave it at that. Uh, We'll be here at three o'clock Pacific time with uh, Dr. Kelly Victory, as we always are, and Dr. Paul Alexander, which was her recommendation. And so we'll see how this goes. We'll see you there. Ta-ta. Ask Dr. Drew is produced by Caleb Nation and Susan Pinsky. As a reminder, the discussions here are not a substitute for medical care, diagnosis, or treatment. This show is intended for educational and informational purposes only.